listening to Connection Church's podcast. Good morning, Connection. Happy New Year. Come on, y'all got to get a little lively than that now. There we go. There we go. There's excitement. I'm excited this morning. It is good to be here. New Year 2016 is in the books. Um, you got your list ready. Your uh, resolutions. Let's talk about a few of them here. Let's see. And uh, by the way, these are. This is a worldly list. Came off of the internet, but they're actually all. They're all godly. They're all godly. Uh, maybe you want to. Maybe you want to uh, do some of them. Let's say you got to lose weight. I know that's tops on mine. And uh, but really, at the nine o'clock service, y'all. I'm gonna share this with y'all. I was standing back there, I was getting ready to come out, and I got tangled up in the curtain, and I knocked something over, and I like. I look like a breakfast burrito roll out here if that would have happened. But I think the bass player here, Drew, I believe it was, he almost ran off the stage. But, but anyway, glad that didn't happen at 11. But yeah, losing weight. Hey, how about saving money? Well, I want to do that, right? Or, or, or making money. That, that's, that's a godly thing to do. Get in shape. Mm-hmm. Been a long time since I've done any of that. Uh, learn a new hobby or activity. Hey, me and my youngs, we took up crow hunting over the holidays. Fun sport. You ought to try. And the jokers are smarter than you think, I can tell you that. Um, let's see, we, uh, drink less alcohol. Praise God, I ain't got to worry about that one no more. How about y'all? Hey, if, if that's something you're battling, if that's something, I'm, I'm just, I don't know, God, I feel like God wants me to tell you this. Get with him on it. God will deliver you from it. If you want it, he will. I know he will. I, I mean, it's evident in my life. I, I meet with a bunch of guys that God has delivered it from every week. God wants to hear you. God, God wants good things for you. Hey, how about uh, quit smoking? Um, reduce stress. Boy, 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 I need that one. Take a trip somewhere. I want to hope you like it more. Just the other day. Hey, and volunteer to help others. See, those are all godly things. They are good things. We, maybe we even want to put a, even a more Christian spin on it. How about, I'm going to read my Bible every day. How about that? That's, that's a good thing. I'm going to get in the Word. I'm going to develop that relationship with God, the, the, the one that he, that he wants to do. And, and those are all good things, y'all. And I think that, you know, every year most of us will start something that in the beginning we are very excited about, but then we get frustrated. We get frustrated, don't we? Why? Four reasons why, why, why I think we do this so before, before we even get going today is, is, is we give up too quickly. We give up too quickly on it. Uh, we do it for ourselves instead of God, don't we? We want to do these things. We want to look better. We, you know, we, wanna, we, we want it for us. Let's, let's remember, those things are good. Our body is a temple, but let's do it for God. In all things, let's do it for the glory of God. We isolate, ooh, this is one. We isolate ourselves from God and others. That's the reason why we don't, we, we don't follow through with, with some of these things, I believe. And we ignore the need or the conviction of it altogether. God may be telling us we need to do some of these things, but yet we just, we ignore it. We ignore it. We ignore it. So 2016 is, is one for the books, y'all. It is. What a great year. And before we get into scripture, we have meetings here every day before we work. We call it our huddle. We get together in the morning and we'll share one thing that we're going to be working on that day, one thing that God has led us to do in our ministry areas. And then at the end, also, we'll share what we call a heart change or a win of what's going on at the church, some things, things that we uh, hear from. I sent out a text, excuse me, this week. To, to all the uh, different areas of ministry. I said, hey, just give me a couple of sentences of some wins personally that have touched your heart, you, you know, this year. Let, let's read some of them. 
wins for 2016 what Jesus Christ has done through Connection Church this year. To him, all the glory we're going to give. And we're going to give him praise now. Yo, we had over 26,000 views from our uh, online videos this past year. God has used the videos to reach out. I actually had a call from one of the videos. A guy from California called. Said that he was thinking about divorce. And, uh, but after he watched one of our videos, he decided that they were going to go seek help, go get some counseling. Isn't that great? All the way in California, God is not limited with what he's doing right here from, from Statesboro. We give him praise for that. We do. Hey, Connection Kids. Connection Kids saw a growing number of kids each Sunday and provided faithful connectors who serve twice or more a month. Thank y'all, servers. That's awesome. That's awesome. And Liz, yeah, you, got, you can clap it up. We, we didn't know her. This is it's day one of the new year. We, we got a long time today. And um, isn't that great? And listen, y'all, I, just hearing, we hear many of them. Many of you parents come back and you tell us how God is working through you. We're talking about the, the small kids, how God's working through, how, how they're teaching their parents stuff. Isn't that awesome? Must be doing a better job than I am preaching them. But uh, so... <clears throat> But I mean, that, that is great just to feel the heartfelt of how God, God can move in, move in a child. Hey, the worship team recorded its first worship album this year. And, and also God is being glorified with spirit-filled worship-led services at all four campuses that we have. Um, let's see. Get, hey, we worked on creating our own custom app, Connection Church app, and, I, and it came out today. I think it comes out today. If not, it'll be up soon. Uh, guest, service, guest service volunteers have seen through the simple act of a smile and kindness, visitors and attenders have seen God at work and felt loved, welcomed, and accepted. Oh, that one touches my heart right there. We want you to come in here, praise him up, praise him up. We want you to know how much we love you when you come in that door. We want to see you in a growing relationship with Christ. Earlier this year, hey, we launched our milling campus at the start of the year, and, uh, and we announced our Dublin campus, which officially starts next week. Ain't that awesome? Ain't that awesome? Four campuses. Listen, we, young people, Doxa 212. Y'all, we are seeing young people coming to know Christ in a culture, in a culture that has no desire to. Man, these youngers are putting up with a lot of stuff. That, that world, the world is out there. And listen, if we don't bring these children up from small right on up, if we don't do it, the world's going to. The world's going to give us some influence. So praise God of what he's done through Doxa and 212, 212 this year. Listen, y'all, we've seen marriages reconcile. We've seen selfishness and addiction broken, and we've seen broken people restored. We've seen healing. We've seen physical healing. We've seen people fed. We've seen needs met. We've seen generosity to communities, repentance, heart change, and countless next step after next step after next step that people are taking that God wants them to. That, that it's, I'm, I'm serious. I, my youngin, he, he, he loves, Liam, he loves uh, old stuff. He's been practicing up the Billie Jean dance, the moonwalking stuff. No, I ain't going to do it. But I told him how to do it. But anyway, this stuff gets me fired up. Don't it get y'all fired up? This is awesome of what God is doing. We've... Uh, Seen connect group growth and leaders being raised out. We've seen groups multiply. Groups that have normally been together now are just reaching out, inviting more and more people in. That's awesome. Connect groups are so 
important to us here at Connection. Hey, y'all, we've seen over 250,000 raised for the one-on-one project. We've seen church edition started in Honduras earlier this year in December. And uh, we've also helped the girls home in Romania, what God is doing there. We've had missionary support. Over 3,000 people attended one of our Easter services last year. Y'all, we've seen 212 baptized. 212. And y'all, we have seen, we've seen 85, 85 come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and personal Savior. Only he can do that. Only he can do that. It's all about Jesus, y'all. We're going to praise him, give him honor this morning, and we know the best is yet to come. Hey, it's written out there on the wall. It's all about Jesus. We believe that not only out there because it's on the wall, but because it's in our hearts. Is that what we're striving for, for Jesus to work on in our hearts today? That it's all about him, it's to glorify him and his magnificent name, his power and his glory forever. Good gracious, I'm loving it this morning. Spirit, come on. Okay. For those of y'all that you, know, that you have your Bibles or your electronic Bibles, it'll be on the screen. I'm gonna pray and then we're gonna get into our word. We're gonna be in Ephesians. I need, okay. I'm gonna be in Ephesians chapter three. Verses 14 through 21. Let's go to the Lord of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We thank you for who you are, God. We thank you for what you're doing. We just thank you for how you've moved in connections this year, how you've moved in the life of this church. Because dear Lord, we know that moving into church is you're moving in the body of believers. And it's not about a building. It's about the ones you love, dear Lord. And we thank you for that. Dear Lord, I just pray this morning, open our hearts, dear God. Open our hearts and let us Feel your presence. Let us know you're here. Indwell us with your spirit, dear Lord. Speak to us, Lord. We all need to hear something from you, God. We do. We yield to that this morning. We yield to you, dear Lord. Thank you. Thank you so much for the immeasurable gift that you have given us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Y'all, a few years back, in December, it wasn't like this December. It's been pretty warm except for the last couple of days, but several years ago, it was cold. I was coming home from somewhere about mid-morning, and uh, as I turned on my dirt road, I looked and I saw a car coming, and it, and it looked like my uncle, my Uncle Vaughn. And man, I love this joker. He's dead and gone now. He's with the Lord, but man, he just meant so much to me growing up. He, he, he spent time with us kids every Sunday. He played with us. He just, man, he loved us. He loved us. He had just the kindest heart, and, and, and he generally cared. He cared, about, he, he, cared, he cared about us kids, all his nieces and nephews and, and his children. Now, at the same time, Uncle Von did, he, he had a tormented heart. Never did quite figure out what it was in parts of him, but um, just, just, I, I, I never felt like he quite got, got settled in his life. Now, all his other brothers and sisters, they tell him what he needed to do and all that kind of stuff, but he was just, he was just different. He, he was, he was kind of out there. To be honest, me and him were a lot alike. I guess that's why I connected to him and, and, uh, and, just, and just loved him, just loved him so much. But anyway, I, I was coming in my truck when I had a truck. I got a Honda now. But anyway, I was, I was coming down the dirt road and, and us country boys down here in Bullock County down in South Georgia. Now, when you, when you meet somebody you know on the dirt road, you stop, you clog up the road and you're going to talk a little while. And um, so as I pulled up, I'd already slowed down. I saw my Uncle Vaughn. I waved at him. Boom. He went right on by. All of a sudden, he hit the brakes. I looked in the rear view, and he hit the brakes, and I saw him backing up. 
And he backed up about even with me and rolled down the window. And like I'm telling y'all, it was cold. And he had Elvis Christmas CD just blaring. It was getting it. He was, he was fumbling. He was trying to get it turned down. And y'all, I just, I just started laughing. I was like, Uncle Vaughn, he got it turned down. I said, Uncle Vaughn, what in the world are you doing? Y'all, he had on two big wool socks on his hands. And that's why it was hard for him to turn down the, turn down the CD player. And y'all, he had on, he had on a newspaper hat. Now y'all, I'm not talking about a hat that says Statesboro Herald on it. I'm talking he had a hat made out of a Statesboro Herald. Looked like something Napoleon would wear, you know? Kind of one of them triangular looking things. I said, Uncle Vaughn, what? Oh, and had newspaper. It was hanging out of his, uh, hanging out of his sweatshirt. I said, Uncle Vaughn, what in the world is going on with you? He said, well, Bo Gator, I'm gonna tell you. He said, last night, he said, the gas run out in my house, the propane. And he said, I have about froze to death. He said, I called them this morning. They're supposed to be coming. He said, but I stood as long as I could. He said, I made this hat and tried to get my head warm. He said, I've stuffed myself full of newspaper. I got on my thumbless mittens. He said, it's the newest in style. And he said, um, he said, but I couldn't stand it no longer. I had to get in my car. And he said, and try to get warmed up. So me and them sat there and we, and we talked and we laughed and we talked about a bunch of stuff. And then, I don't know, we, we probably sat there 15 or 20 minutes. And all of a sudden he said, ooh, he said, I got to go meet the gas man. And y'all, he stomped it. And when he did, the car went just like that. Y'all, it got to going sideways and twisting and turning. He hit the ditch, bounced out of it. Finally, it turned sideways in the road and he finally got it stopped. Y'all, when he backed up, he, he, didn't, he forgot to put it in drive. He just had his foot on the brake. And them old thumbless mittens had him where he couldn't, he couldn't do nothing. Well, he, he finally got it put back in drive and he got straightened out there after 30 or 40 seconds. And as he came by I me, mean, he didn't stop, but he just had the window down. And as he went by, he said, gotta keep it in drive. Boom. And he went on out. And that's... That's what I'm talking about today. We want to keep it in drive. We want to keep it in drive in 2017. We want to see where God is going to lead us. We may not be wearing the thumbless mittens, but we want to see where God is going to take us. But now sometimes for us to know where we're going, like Uncle Vaughn backed up, we need to back up sometimes. We need to back up, maybe take a look at our lives and see what direction are we in? Are we in the right direction with Christ? With Christ. So how, what, 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 do we, what, what do we do first? We may need to back up, you know, like I said, and just take a look at, take a look at some things. First, we need to know the reason. We need to know a reason. In verse 14 here, it says, for this reason I bow my knees before the Father from whom, this is Ephesians 3, 14 through 21. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father. What is the reason? The reason here that he's talking about, if you look back in, in six, it's uh, God has presented this mystery. He's presented a mystery to Paul. Paul's the one that wrote this. He's under house arrest right now, but, but he wrote this letter to the Ephesian church, the people in Ephesus. And, and, and what he's telling them is that the mystery that God has proclaimed to them is that the Gentiles are now heirs. They're heirs. They're heirs with Jesus. That yes, that, that, that salvation is real. And for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, 
he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now the him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power that work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all the generations forever. Amen. That was Paul's prayer. That was Paul's, Paul's, Paul's prayer. Boy, I got tongue tied there. And what Paul is doing is, he is he, he's, given, he's given the reason for his prayer and he's, and he's given how he is praying. See, Paul said he said he bowed his knees before God. Back then, Jews, for the most part, they would pray with their, standing up with their hands raised. That's how they pray. But sometimes they would, they would kneel, they would bow their knees, they would lay prostrate, they would get face down. That showed a deep desire to pray. And that's what we want to do. We want to have a deep desire today. With this reason that Paul's talking about, this salvation that we have, God wants us to be together. And we need to resolve, I believe this year, not to be isolated from Jesus or from other believers. It's something that I'm not talking about not being alone with God or not being alone with someone. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about isolating yourself. You ever been there? I know in my life I have. Drinking and drugs took me to an isolated, dark, deep hole. Some of us are, are uh, you know, just crowds. We, we, we don't do good in crowds. We don't do good in crowds. And, and maybe we isolate, but I, I want to ask you to pray about that. I want to ask you to find at least one or two people that you feel comfortable with, other believers, and not to be, not to be isolated. Because let me tell you something, life is it's better, y'all. Life is better with Jesus and other believers. And it's worse when we're isolated. When we're isolated, that's what the devil wants to do. He wants to get us isolated. He wants to get us alone. When he does that, that's when he starts offering up things, right? The thoughts in our heads. Believe me, I know. Hey, it don't take this mind right here. In just a few seconds, I can go to zero to 100 in the direction I don't need to go. And I don't need to do that. I don't need to be alone, be isolated in my own thoughts. I need to always be seeking and searching to have Jesus in my life. We need the encouragement of others. We need this body, the church. We need to grow together. We need to be in unity of the vision that God has placed before Brandon about where he wants to go with this. We need to encourage one another. There's many parts working together, as the Bible says. We're all parts of the body. All parts of the body. And we're not to forsake the gathering. Y'all, we're here where we're supposed to be. Believers rejoicing fellowshipping with each other and with God. That's where we should be. And I, and I know I've heard it and, and I've even said it before in my life that, well, I don't need church. I can get in my deer stand or I can go out into the woods and I'm just as close with God as is. That is true. You can be. Of course you can. God made this world. He made the deer. He made, he made the fish. He made nature. He made everything. I love to get out in that too. But we must remember too Unless you want to invite everybody to go deer hunt, would you mess up your spot? We need to be here and be encouraging one another, not forsaking the gathering. Let's, let's, this year in 2017, 
Let's be here. Let's hear from God. Let's hear his word. We should never isolate ourselves, you know, for, for any extended period of time. Let's be careful with that. Now, we do need to have solitude with God. That's different from isolation. Solitude is us getting with God, hearing him speak to us, reading his word, spending time with him. God's more interested in you knowing him than he is of all the actions and all the good deeds you can do. He wants that personal relationship with us. The second one, and I, I touched on it briefly before, was you know, we need to bow our knees. We need to kneel. We need to kneel and pray to Jesus. I told you about the custom. How about you? Do, do you have a desire to pray? We have some prayer warriors here at this church that just, that, that's, that's their gifting. That's their gifting that, that, that God has given them and they just, they can just pray. But, but, but how about you? We all can. We all should. Do you have that desire? Do you have that desire? Do, do you have a desire to pray for the person next to you that you don't even know? Do you have the desire to pray for the leadership of this church? God says to come to him in everything in prayer, all things, according to his will. According to his will. If we pray according to his will, it's going to be done. We should seek that will. We should seek God's will. Y'all, I have seen God's prayer, answered prayer. It has locked on doors that this world can't understand. I've seen it in the lives of others. I've seen it in my own life. Seen God take a drunk, wife-abusing drug addict. And now he's got him sharing his word with people. I can't do that of myself. Apart from him, I am nothing. It is only through Christ Jesus, y'all, that we can do anything. We need to keep praying without ceasing in 2017. Let's stretch ourselves. Talk to it. Everybody thinks prayer is just this elaborate thing that you do. I pray going down the road. I pray while I'm driving. I pray while I'm hunting. I'm just, 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 just talking to you. Prayer, prayer is a conversation with God. It's a conversation with God that he desires. Here these verses, Paul prays, this is through 16 through 19. Paul prays for us to be strengthened in spiritual power through the Holy Spirit in our inner being and very close so he will dwell. Now dwell means to stay permanently. It, mean, it means you're home. Y'all, when, when, we, when we have the Holy Spirit, Jesus is in us. We have the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead within us. Wow. Hard to comprehend, isn't it? It really is. Baffles me, but it's true. It's true. We need the Holy Spirit. We need Jesus. We also need to acknowledge our need for him. When's the last time you told God you needed him? Other than when you were in maybe a predicament or a situation or something like that. That's something I know that it just really touched my heart here recently that, that I, don't, you know, I don't do enough of that. You would think being at a church that, you know, we just, it, 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 it's, it's all God, all God, all God. It is all about Jesus. But, but sometimes we get so wrapped up in what we're doing in our ministry areas. We, we, I sometimes forget where, where that power's coming from. And I don't acknowledge him for it. 
I'm confessing that to y'all. That's what God says to do, confess our sins to one another. And I just pray that God will help me get through that in all things and at all times. I remember what he's done for me. Just to be honest, some of us need to stop lying. We do. We need to stop ignoring the conviction. You know, we say things like, I know I need to quit, but. But what? But I enjoy my sin is what a lot of it is. Or I know I need to quit, but I, I, I will. I, I will later. I got plenty of time. When I, when I get married and have kids, then, then I'll quit. I know I need to quit. I know I need to quit, but I'm not hurting anyone. Let me tell y'all something. The sin that you're doing, it not only affects you. If you're married, it affects your spouse. If you got kids, it affects them. If you got a family, it affects them. If you got a church, it affects the church. And it grieves the spirit. Sin is the cause of death. It does affect us. It affects everyone. Don't ever think that it doesn't. You know how to tell, you know how you can tell if someone has, re, has really repented when they do something we need to repent, right? You know how to tell? When they'll come to you and they'll tell you something that they've done that you didn't already know. When they're willing to open up and just lay it all out there. Lay it all out on the line. Have you done that? Have you done that with Jesus? Have you done that with Christ? Are you laying everything out there to him? Or are you lying? Because that's, that's what it is. You're lying to him, to others, and yourself. Most importantly, you are lying to him. You're telling him, hey, I want to be God. I know what's best for me. I can do my own thing, and it's okay. I'm not as bad as the next guy, right? Listen, y'all, Jesus already knows what you're seeing here. Stop lying. He paid the price for it. Why don't we just accept it? Receive the forgiveness through faith. Believe. And he will live in your heart. Do you believe? That is my question for you today. Do you believe? Do you know more of the love of Christ? Since your relationship with Jesus started, have you learned and, and know more of his love? Do you give forgiveness and love one another? I felt real heavy. God, God, God told me at the nine o'clock that, that I needed to, needed to share that, that, that there were two people out there that were just, it, God was saying, hey, it's time, to, it's time to let it go. It's time to stop. So I want to ask you today, if something's going on with you, two people, why aren't you forgiven? Ain't that what God tells us to do? He tells us, he tells us to, you know, love God with all our heart, soul, mind, body, and strength. And he also tells us to love our neighbor as ourselves. Y'all, Jesus has forgiven us. Why can't we forgive others? And let me tell you, when you forgive someone, it's not saying what they did is okay. There's been some horrible things done. Some horrible things done. I've done some horrible things to my family. But they forgave me. When you forgive someone, it releases you from it. It releases the bondage that it puts on you when you can't forgive. It allows you to love. It allows you to love. 
God's forgiveness is, is greater than any of us can imagine. As the verse says, and I got to go back in my notes because I'm 50 years old and I have got to get a Bible that's got bigger letters in it. So I went and printed it out. It says in verse 17 that, or 16 that, that God wants us to be strengthened with power through his spirit in our inner being. Our inner being, that, that's the very core of ourselves. That, that's where Jesus comes to dwell when we know him. So that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith, through faith when we believe. That's what it takes. It's just the faith of believing and knowing that you may be rooted and grounded in love. When Jesus gets in you and you develop that relationship and he keeps coming on and we keep opening up and being obedient to him and submitting to him, we're like a tree. We're like a tree that's got his roots deep. It's deep. It just cannot be swayed. Comprehend with all the saints. That's all the body of believers. That's all the body of believers that we have the strength to comprehend with each other what the breadth, that means the width and the length and the height and the depth of, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. Y'all, we can't even begin to understand how much God loves us. We can't. You can imagine it. You can think how much God trumps it. It's even more than that. His glory is awesome. It's great. We, we don't even know that. It's infinite. All things with him is infinite. He has, he has, no, he has no boundaries. He, he can do anything. Anything. He ain't gonna sin, but I think y'all get what I'm talking about. I think y'all get what I'm talking about. But I do know this much. And here's what I do comprehend about it. When I look at the, when I look at the breadth or the width, I know God's outstretched arms on that cross covers everybody's sin in this whole world. It did. I know the length. There's no ends to his love. There's no ends. The height is high enough to get us to heaven. He did all it took to get us there. He paid the price for our sinful selves. He paid the price for all our sins, all our wickedness, all our evil. He paid the price. He was the only one perfect enough that could. That's how he is high enough to do that. And the depth, this is one I love to. God's love runs deep enough that he forgets your sin. When we repent from it, God promises as far as the east is from the west and as deep as the ocean is, he puts it there. It's forgotten. It is forgotten. God said it was finished. And listen here, he did his job well. He sure did. The last point in this one, here we go. If you leave here today, this is the, I hope you've gotten something out of this. I hope the Spirit is talking to you. But I want you to know this, that know that, know that God, he is always there no matter what. Know he is always, always there no matter what. I've been through a lot of things in my life. Lots of stuff. And, and I don't say that if y'all say, well, Bo did all this, Bo did that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just telling you that I had a lot of insecurities that, they caused me to make bad decisions in my life. Several years ago, y'all listen, for, for several years, New Year's Eve, it didn't mean nothing to me. I'd ball my fist up and I'd curse that year. I'd curse God. I didn't care. 
I was angry. Didn't care if the new year came in. Turn up another beer. Maybe that'd have helped the situation. That's all I did. That's all I did. See, in 2005, Jennifer and I lost a son. His name is Jesse Patrick Ford. Still born. Y'all, I never mourned the loss of my son. My mourning, I didn't just get angry at God. I became angry. And listen, getting angry is okay. We got a big God. He can, he can take anything we can throw at him. Listen, I tried to whoop him for 26 years. But all that I was doing, running from him, being mad. But I couldn't whoop him. I couldn't be my own God. This year, seen a lot of death. I lost an uncle. I was close to for many years. I had a friend who lost a, a, a teenage child and, and I, was, I was asked to do, I was asked to do the funeral. Y'all, that was tough. The pain was beyond real. Then in October, we lost Matthew Ward. Dear friend of mine, dear friend of many of y'all. It hurt. It hurt, but I wasn't mad at God. I'm kind of jealous of where Matthew is. I know he's in heaven. But I still miss him. I miss him. I miss him every day. He's a guy, you know, I, I could, somebody would call and say, hey, could you, could you help this couple out? You know, they, they need to grass, grass cut. You can call Matthew. Hey, Matthew, man, hey, let's get together. He called me back like 45 minutes and, hey, I got that grass cut. I was like, dude, we were going to do it. No, oh, man, I did it during lunch hour, man. That's all right, I got it. That's the kind of heart he had. That's the kind of heart Matthew had. And I missed that. I missed that. And a while back, I was in my deer stand. And I was just weeping. Missing my buddy. I was praising God for him. And I had my hands together. And I was just sitting there and I was crying. And y'all, all of a sudden the spirit came upon me. And I have never, and I'll cry. Everybody tell you around here, they did a, they did a uh, thing at the Christmas uh, staff party and they had somebody crying and they instantly knew it was me. But I, I'm so thankful that I can because for many years, you know what? I wouldn't cry. I wouldn't cry. And now I'm so thankful I can cry. I can cry these tears of joy. I, I, I can weep. But as I was weeping, y'all, the Holy Spirit came upon me and the tears flowed like rain. And I felt God tell me. He said, Bo, I hurt when you hurt. I cry when you cry. But I'm always here. For the first time in my life, I got to mourn, mourn the loss of my son sitting in that deer stand. And I got to mourn the loss 
of an uncle, a grandmother, several friends. I got to truly know what that scripture in Matthew 5, 4 says, blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. I know the holidays, Christmas, it's a tough time of the year for some of y'all. I know it's awful. I know it's painful. I know some of y'all have gone through some things that I can't even imagine, and I won't try to pretend that I know how you feel. I don't. All I know is I know how I feel for you. Sometimes my pain gets so real for others. But I want you to know that no matter what, no matter what, God promises to never leave you or forsake And he is with you. Matthew was a unique guy. When, when God touched his heart, he was an evangelist. He was a witness. He had a heart. That, and he just wanted people to know Jesus. And he wasn't shy and he wasn't scared about it and he'd pray for you. He had a list. He had a list of those that he prayed for. And Matthew, a lot of times, he, he just, he'd walk up to somebody, you know, or if he'd be sitting by you or whatever, he'd look, he'd say, you good? Good, what you mean? Do you know Jesus? And that would get it started. That would get it started. He'd always ask us that believe, you know, are you good? What's going on in your life? You try to talk to Matthew about his, he'd always turn it on you. He won't know what he could pray for you about. Right now, I want you to turn to the person to the left of you and say, are you good? Turn to the right. Ask that person. Say, are you good? See, y'all already, already witnessed the two people and it's only January the 1st. I've already asked you, but I want you to ask yourself, are you good? Do you have an eternal relationship with Jesus Christ? Do you have that ache in your heart that maybe now you know that, hey, I've been, I've been lying about some things. I haven't been honest with God. I haven't been honest with myself. And God's reaching down to you right now and he's asking you, do you want me? Do you want me to come and dwell? Do you want me to come and be your Lord and Savior? Permanently. Permanently. From now on. Here at Connection, we don't shy away from it. We ask you, and we ask you to be bold. We ask you just to raise your hand. To raise your hand if that's you. Butterflies may be kicking 350 miles an hour. But I'm going to tell you right now, there's so much Jesus in this room. If a mosquito was to bite us, it would fly away out of here singing glory. <laughs> is there anybody that today is your day of salvation? Just lift your hand. Praise God. Praise Jesus. Another one come home. Amen. Amen. Anybody else?
How about the rest of us? This altar is open. It's always open. God's always ready for you. Chase is going to play a little bit and maybe there's something you need to come confess to God. Maybe there's something, maybe there's, maybe you just need to come and say, God, you know what? I need, I need to forgive somebody. There's somebody been holding something against a long, long time and I need to let it go, but God, I need your help. God, I need your help to forgive. It's a process. Maybe you need more. Maybe, maybe there's a hurt inside of you, some kind of hurt, some kind of pain. Whatever it is, I'm going to ask you to just come and lay it before the altar. Lay it before Jesus' feet. I'm going to pray for us. And as I do, you come. Prayer team is here. If you need, want a specific prayer, if you want us to pray with you, we'll be here. We'll be here. But come freely as you will. I'm going to pray. Those of you that want to come, come. And then we'll be dismissed. Please, while you're leaving, while these are, those that are praying, just uh, just slide out. Thank y'all. Listen, hey, got to keep it in drive, y'all. Got to keep it in drive. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you that you touched somebody, God. What an awesome God you are. Woo, God, you are great. You are awesome. You're undescribable. I think that's why Paul says that you do things exceedingly abundantly. Because he just didn't say abundantly. That wasn't enough. He didn't just say exceedingly. He had to say exceedingly abundantly. There's just no way to describe you, God, and we thank you for that. But God, what we do know is that you died for us, dear God, so we could be with you. And dear Lord, if we just believe, just that simple belief by faith. Dear Lord, we thank you for that. Dear Lord, I thank you for this church. I thank you for this awesome body of believers and all the visitors and everyone that comes here each week. We feel your love through them. Dear Lord, I thank you for our staff. I just pray for them this upcoming week as we come off a little, little week off, dear Lord, and just let us be charged. Let us be ready, dear Lord. and Let us love you like you love us. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.